It's the middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. I'm Anthony Weiner, and thank you for meeting me in the middle, an hour every Saturday at 2 o'clock, when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right, and we try to bring some context to the news of the week or a subject that doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation enough, or in this case, the hot takes of the last 30 minutes. A lot of news breaking today. This is what happens when you plan an episode. You know, I do a weekly episode. The guys that are on every day, they got to pump it out every day. They're used to kind of... Changing on the fly. I had a whole episode planned about Hunter Biden, the latest in the Donald Trump. We're still going to get to that stuff. We're still going to get to Biden. We're still going to get to Donald Trump. This has already been a day of complete tumult for me. Jordan left for camp this morning. He's going away for seven weeks. And unlike last year, which was his first year at this camp, we went for four weeks. And we have all of these pictures. They're lovely of him kind of hugging his mom and looking very worried and a little bit forlorn and us trying to comfort him. This morning it was him comforting us. Like, and there's a very, and there's another dynamic going on. He, he, he's saying his goodbyes and he gives his mom this long hug and says, I love you. I'm going to miss you so much. And then comes over to me and says, Dad, I need you to update me on who wins the Hart Trophy, who wins the Vesna Trophy. I need, I need daily updates on how the Yankees are doing. I'll see you later, bud, or something like that. <laughs> Where's my big hug? Anyway, I'm going to miss him. I mean, whom and I are already kind of wandering around. I have to figure out. I got to get a hobby. I got a woodworking or something. I got to come up with something. You know, because when you are a parent, and all of you parents in the listening audience know this, when you're a parent of a kid that age, like so much of your life is oriented around getting him to his practices, getting him to school, getting him his meals and stuff like that. Without that, um, I'll have to do some fill-ins around here. Someone tell Katz Matidis. Someone tell John. I'm, I'm, I'm available. So it's great having you here. I'll, I'll be here till 3 o'clock. Then Curtis Lewa comes in for left versus right at 3 o'clock. You can pick us up anywhere. Get us the app. This is a good day for radio. It's a little bit dismal out there. Both New York baseball teams are stinking up the joints. It's a good time to be here. WABCRadio.com. You can also catch us on. And um, at Rep Wiener is Twitter. Which, the Twitter's bonkers today, both good and bad. Wiener, WABC at gmail.com. Facebook, 
Anthony D. Weiner. And of course, you can always call 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Christian's on the board. Elias is on the calls and Kevin is supervising everything. Um, this has been, uh, you know, I'm feeling a lot better. I got a lot of really great notes. Now, you know, early on, it was people sending me notes telling me what was wrong with me. They were right. I did have a herniated disc. Now it's a lot of people offering me tips on how to recover, which is equally helpful because I'm getting some stretches and hot baths and things like that. Last night was the first night in a while. I made it through the whole night without any, without having to wake up to do any pain stretching or anything like that. So I'm feeling good. Now I'm back in the gym and man, my leg, that, that left leg where the sciatica was is just so much weaker. Um, so as I said, I had a lot of, I had an order to the show all planned. I had some cuts all planned. Um, and this turned out to be a remarkable new story. And even as this, as at this moment, things are, are changing just to, to catch you up. This guy, Prigozhin, who is for all of you people who are like rooting for this guy, he is a bad dude, the head of the, the, the Wagner group, the Wagner group, basically a mercenary group that does a lot of the dirty deeds for Putin. The guys goes way back with Putin. I'm sure you've heard a lot of this. If you've been following the news, he was marching towards, he was marching towards, um, Moscow, not that he has that great numbers. I think the total numbers he has is like 25,000. It's not like he – but he created this constitutional crisis. And now the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, he has apparently negotiated a deal. And now Wagner Group has said that they're going to turn around. But what's interesting and now what's going to emerge is what that deal is. And I'm reading some reports and I said that this is this is what's good about Twitter and what's bad about Twitter on one hand, there are literally people who I follow who are there on the ground. On the other hand, it's crazies. But, you know, apparently the negotiated changes in the Russian defense ministry in exchange for turning around, that's kind of like, you know, Montana marching on Washington and Biden agreeing to fire the secretary of interior if they turn around. I mean, um, but I got to tell you, there are some things and, and Curtis Curtis is is good on this stuff, and he's he's raised a couple of these points. But I want to I want to try them again. It's amazing how much we thought at the outset of this war, and it was when I was just starting. I guess it was February of twenty two. Um, how much we thought this was going to be different? I mean, Russia was going to roll over them. It was going to be over quickly, and what what was then going to happen next, and everything else. And you know. I mean, how do we not make the same mistakes now when we're watching all of this play out? You know, what do we think we know as citizens? I mean, let's face it. I mean, maybe some of us have family members there in the in the war zone or something like that. But I got to tell you, there are some lessons that I'm learning from this one. And this is this is a Curtis Lee was special. These TV generals and these experts who are selling books who get on our TVs they better get on our TV today and tell us everything that they've been getting wrong up to now or else I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> These are the same people because I have been following um, – uh, not Masha Gessen, her, her brother. I follow. He, he wrote, you know, he's a Russian expert, lived in Russia, wrote some great books. At least he came on Twitter today and said, boy, I had this all wrong. Everyone I talked to never thought this was a possibility that Prigozhin would turn on, on Putin. These generals that are on, and now they're on with the same sense of confidence, and so in like they don't seem to know anything. And you know that's a good thing for us to keep in mind when we listen to the radio, when we turn on these news guys, and they're on in the split screen. We have all the TVs on the studio. The split screen guys are all talking like they know what they're doing. 
A second thing to keep in mind, and I alluded to this a moment ago. Look, Putin and, and Pogosian, these are not good guys. Pogosian was the head of the Internet Research Agency. They attacked us in 2016. You know, Putin might have ordered it. Pogosian carried it out. This is one brutal thug against another. In fact, Pogosian is actually hitting. He's coming at Putin from the right saying they didn't have enough troops, enough supplies. Now, admittedly, he has said this was misguided kind of from early on. But you think that if he's successful, it's somehow a good thing for the United States of America. And then there is these. Then there are these bozos over on Fox and some of them in my Twitter saying, oh, this was the, the a, a coup by the CIA. And they, we can't pull that off. We don't know. We can't even get out of our own way. We can't even see the January 6th coming, let alone what's going on over there. I mean, this the, this Pogosian guy committed war crimes in Africa, war crimes in the Middle East, war crimes in Ukraine. So I see some of my MSNBC guys like, oh, this is we're going to be done with Putin. First of all, we're not. It looks like this is all dying down. But this idea of be careful what you wish for. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222 is our phone number. All right, a couple of – one other thing I just want to point out about this. And this is a trademark thing, so I don't want to hear anyone stealing it. And I call it the Buster Douglas rule. We always assume that something can't happen. And then it happens. We always assume Mike Tyson could not be beaten. And then some one hit wonder comes and beats him. And then suddenly everyone knows how to beat, beat Mike Tyson. You know, sure, Putin has been putting down protests since 2023. We are all captives to our immediate experience. We're captives to what we see, you know, this notion of what we think is possible. To a certain degree, that was the case in January 6th also. Like we said, oh, this is... We're used to protests. We're used to craziness. But that, I mean, the idea that, you know, just, you know, things can happen. And, and we learn, we're learning it every day in that war. Now, again, I say this with a grain of salt because who knows what's going on there. But, you know, the spring offensive has begun by the, by the Ukrainians. They, you know, they're moving three yards in a cloud of dust. It's not, you know, no one's, it seems like a, basically a, a slog, a war of attrition. And I don't think this all changes anything all that much, except now, I don't know. I don't know. Does this, re, does this show some change in attitude on the part of Russians that they're, now that they've seen something go on within their own borders, are they now going to be more likely to be critical of what goes on over there? So I don't know how it, it impacts things. One thing it does, it does show us. In that the, the unified support of NATO, the unified support of like supporting our ally there, giving them weapons so we don't have to fight. I mean, listen, look, look what's going on. The same week that China, our enemy, gives uh, big stocks of gunpowder to our other enemy, Russia, the wheels are falling off. Like I said, let's not overstate it. Who knows? You know, it might just be back to normal next week. But we, we, the, the president of the United States and our, and our, and our coalition and NATO, we're on the right side of this. And our enemies are on the other side. And we haven't had, thank God, we haven't had to put a single troop in harm's way. So when people say, oh my God, we're, we're waging a proxy war, I say, yeah, 100%. Those are the best kind of wars, proxy wars. So let me do a few numbers of the week and then I am going to 
pivot. I think because uh, Curtis and I are going to talk about this, but you're, you're welcome to call 800-848-WABC about this or anything else, 800-848-9222. But I was bound and determined to talk about the, the last, hopefully final chapter um, or the final chapters in the Hunter Biden thing and also some, some other things. But let, let's do some numbers of the week. Each week I do some numbers to give context to the news of the week. One is 18 percent. That is the combined total for the former governor, Nikki Haley, and the current senator, Tim Scott, got in a poll of voters from their home state of South Carolina, 18 percent. Donald Trump got 41 percent. That's South Carolina. They have a, a, a former governor and a present senator, and Trump is beating them like rented mules. Next number of the week, 29 percent. Say they approve of the Supreme Court of the United States. Fifty-eight disapprove. More record lows. Um, and okay, it, maybe it's because they do things that aren't popular. I get that, but you know, I, frankly, the, the courts some are supposed to do that. They're supposed to stand up for the for the Constitution, even if a lot of people don't like it. But much of the, the disapproval comes from news about the court itself. Judge Alito took rides valued at over one hundred thousand dollars, provided by. Paul Singer, I think his name is, a hedge fund titan that had business before the Supreme Court. And that's bad. And we heard stories about about Thomas taking money from a, a wealthy uh, a wealthy conservative guy. But it was Alito's explanation for why this was not something he needed to report. OK, listen to this. He got he, he took this flight to Alaska and it was a, it was a charter flight that would cost about one hundred thousand dollars. If he would pay for it for himself, he said the seat would have been empty had he not been in it. Therefore, it had no value. <laughs> yeah. So think about that for a minute. So you don't have to report getting a free flight to California or to Hawaii because the seat would have been empty. I didn't get anything. That's a good one. Um, and finally, 46, that's the number of months of sentence that the FBI intelligence officer Kendra Kingsbury was sentenced in Kansas City this week for violating 18 U.S.C. 783. That's the same section that Donald Trump was charged with. That's the Espionage Act. And by the way, just to make it more on the nose, they found the documents that she had taken home were stored in her bathroom. And while we're on the subject, Two weeks ago, a federal judge sentenced Robert Bertram, a former Air Force lieutenant colonel, to three years in jail for removing hundreds of secret documents and uh, storing them in his officers' quarters and home. And in April, a judge sentenced Jeremy Brown, a former member of the U.S. Special Sources, to more than seven years in prison for taking classified report home with him after he retired. The report contained intelligence, including information um, about an informant in another country. And in 2018, uh, um, uh, uh, Hang Po received a five-and-a-half-year sentence for storing National Security Agency documents at his home, and he was a contractor with the NSA. You know, I went to try to look to answer this question that Donald Trump asked, is he being singled out? And I found those four cases, one of them just this week. So is he being singled out? It sure doesn't seem that way. If anything, if he was in charge, then these all all of these other folks would have said, wait a minute, why did you charge me? But although I'm perfectly willing to talk more about Donald Trump today, the question is about the same about Hunter Biden. Did he 
get off easy. And when we come back from the break, I will tell you that it's a little bit of a mixed bag. The answer isn't exactly clear, but I'm going to cover it. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're talking a little bit about Russia, if you'd like. Donald Trump, if you want. But we're going to get to Hunter Biden right after the break. Great. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner, 77 WABC. Finding new ways to make change, reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. Before all this happened, Anthony Weiner, he was fantastic. That guy could have been the president. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. But Weiner may be my greatest challenge yet. He has gone toe-to-toe with many pundits before me. On WABC. Come down. Back to the middle. I'm Anthony Weiner. So we're going to do a little bit more Hunter Biden. I don't care. My toughest critic has to admit when there's Biden news, I do it. And I try to be thorough with it. 800-848-WABC. And I got to tell you, truth, we're getting more negative than positive in terms of how much Hunter Biden I'm doing. So if you want to get on the board and tell me enough with Hunter Biden, I'm with it. But I wanted to – there are people on Twitter right now, I swear to God, there are people on Twitter right now saying that the that the Wagner group turned and went to Moscow to cover up for Hunter Biden. I swear. I'm not making this stuff up. So I'm not doing that. We did a little bit of Russia at the top. We continue doing it at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So there are two pieces of information that came out about Hunter Biden this week. And the first thing I wanted to get to was the the – as I've told told you five weeks ago, I said what they're looking at is the gun is the gun permit application and the tax thing. For five years, they've been looking at the other Michigas, the 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 stuff about he's the stuff that that uh, you know what what it, what what he was doing in China, what he was doing in Ukraine, and everything else. And I have long argued, and I have said this over and over again, that what I saw on the laptop. What I read about in Miranda Devine's book, all these different things, are squarely within the the, the realm of unseemly, ugly, trading on his daddy's name, etc., but not illegal. And the U.S. attorney came back this week and said, all right, here's what we got him on. We got him on two misdemeanor tax counts for not paying taxes and a felony for, for basically lying on a gun application, saying that you, you, didn't, you weren't on drugs or alcohol when he clearly was. And I have been trying to find out, you know how I just said I went through, I was looking for cases to see if Donald Trump was being singled out. And I found a, a, a four or five that clearly were very similar to his, that people were prosecuted. So I think if he, the other people prosecuted, then he should be. When it comes to the tax thing, I've had a tougher time because, well, I've just had a tougher time because I found a little bit on each side. I found 
like some experts quoted in some places that seem like they're pretty good authorities, like their tax attorneys who used to work for the RAS, saying, you know, on one hand, people saying simply not paying your taxes, you don't go to – people generally don't go to jail for that. And the argument being a lot of people don't pay their taxes. A lot of people pay them late. A lot of people pay only a fraction of them. A lot of people don't pay their taxes in this country. That's unfortunately true. And if they went out and prosecuted every single one of those people and sent them to prison, then frankly, no, that's all that all would be in the, in the prisons. They wouldn't be drug dealers or, or murderers or anything else. It would just be people not paying taxes. So what they usually do is if you pay it back and you pay a fine, the, usually the most that comes out of that is a misdemeanor. Um, I've heard, I've heard some people say on the other side is that, uh, well, well, let's continue. Like I, I'll, I'll do both sides of it. And then other people said that since he didn't seem to make affirmative acts like to hide it or anything else, when they, when he, he was presented with this, he went in there and wrote a big check and basically paid it back. Um, and you know, that, that kind of thing is generally how they resolve tax cases. If you go out of your way to to take to to do things to to run or to hide, then they they try to come at you. On the other side, I did find some people um, who were quoted, including some people who I who said that they were fairly liberal people and whatever, saying that they that they do think that this could have this could have been much tougher. This could have been a hard thing. As far as the gun thing, I saw more agreement on this. They said like. Lying on a gun thing, he says sometimes what they will do is they'll take that charge and stack it onto another. But as a freestanding gun charge with how the ATF has been hampered, with how difficult it is for them to do enforcements, generally speaking, someone who who, who fills out a gun a gun form um, incorrectly would not be charged with that. Would generally something like this, a diversion type of thing, which Hunter Biden is going to get a chance to do. Um now, people have said otherwise. They said he got off easy. I'm not really – again, if maybe there's an expert out there in our audience at 848-WABC, uh, 800-848-9222. But the other thing that happened this week is a little bit harder to figure out, um, and that is – okay. So the Ways and Means Committee of the House of Representatives, under a case that the Democrats took, all the way to the Supreme Court, whether they can release Donald Trump's tax returns. Remember that was was a big fight. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. The when the the House when Democrats took over the House in 2018 in that big sweep, um, that was the reaction to Donald Trump getting into office. They immediately said, "We want to release his tax returns. We think there is a an important reason to do it." Well, using that same argument, the Republicans. On the Ways and Means Committee, and that's the Tax Writing Committee, and which also covers the IRS. They have jurisdiction over the IRS. They had um, – they got access to the investigative notes and whistleblower testimony from, from IRS agents who worked on the case, okay? Both two things. Uh, it's, it's not clear how they, they were interacting. So – and one of them was – uh, supposedly a WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden saying things like, I'm sitting here with my father, give me the money. Kind of basically re- disputing the idea that, Do- that Joe Biden didn't know anything about what Hunter Biden was doing. And something that I've argued for a long time, that there was no evidence 
that Hunter Biden had any involvement. The only evidence that there had been, again, I'm just catching everyone up. The only evidence that there had been was that there was one email, one email in the entire trove that came out of the Hunter Biden laptop on which Hunter Biden was CC'd to someone else talking about a deal that never happened, saying 10% for the big guy, a deal that never happened. And one person, and if you didn't hear that number correctly, one person, this guy, Bobolinsky, said that who was referred to there was Joe Biden, and he had proof of it. When asked to produce the proof, he couldn't do it to the satisfaction of Fox News or the Wall Street Journal, the two people um, that he went to show to. He wouldn't even go in to talk to NBC or anyone else. Okay, so that's where it is. And so you're asking me, you're saying, Anthony, you're kind of a little bit of an expert on this thing. What do you think is going on here? I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I will say this, though. The prosecutor in this case had this. And the prosecutor in this case was a Trump appointee that started when Trump was still in office. This message goes back to 2017. Presumably, based on everything that I've read, this was kind of stuff that the IRS had and that also the Justice Department had access to. Now, the IRS, the IRS agents have been saying we had our feet stepped on. We wanted to do a lot more, but the Justice Department took it over. That's not unusual when the, in the IRS to put together a case, then they hand it over to the Justice Department for prosecution. That's who does prosecutions. So on one hand, I'm a little bit dubious of all this because the the guy that was prosecuting this was a Trump appointee that was held over by Joe Biden and who has said on the record, I was given access to everything and no one interfered with anything that I tried to do. Okay, so that's one thing. The other thing is. And again, I mean, I don't know. The other thing is there this there are dozens of instances on the laptop where Hunter Biden is trading on his dad's name. That's not new. Saying saying, you know, things about his proximity to the White House and all this other kind of stuff. He throws stuff around that like that all the time. And I'm, you know, I am going to go out on a limb and and assume that um that uh, Kushner, when he got $3 billion of investment from the Saudis, might have done a similar thing. But I'm going to put that aside for a moment. So the idea is throwing his name around. The thing he says here is I'm here sitting here with my father. And this was on a trip. This, I think, timeline matches up with the trip when he went to, to China. And that would be news. Because if he really was sitting there with his father, one, Joe should have smacked him upside his head for the implication but two, then he wasn't really telling the truth that he didn't know much about his business dealings or whatever that quote is that Joe Biden has out there. So you can come at this from either direction. And I know people who are inclined, like the Miranda Devines of the world and some people who who are already up on the board and some people who are already you know, on Twitter, who are inclined to think that everything is a big cover-up. The thing, the thing you've got to get past, if you're on team cover-up, is why was this U.S. attorney who was appointed by Trump, what was, why would he have any incentive to cover anything up? Like, what's the, w- w- to go ahead, what's the motive? Why would he do that? Now, why would the Justice Department take over something from the IRS agent? Come on, you're an agent, pal. You gather information. Someone else much higher than you decides who to prosecute, and that's called the Justice Department. 
And they looked at it for five years. They did not look at it for five years to come down with two years on taxes and one year. They looked at it for five years because they wanted to make sure they cut. They looked at everything. But I'm not going to lie. This, if this is true, if what Hunter Biden was saying was true, and that's the other thing. You have to believe that Hunter Biden was telling the truth. This was in the middle of all his stuff. So that's where it stands today. So he got a, a case that was... Relatively lenient, and I'm open to the suggestion that he's not. And then this thing, which is either a smoking gun or just another piece of thing that doesn't add up to all that much. 800-84-WABC. We're going to take calls all the way to the end because I know I've covered a lot today. It's great to have you along on The Middle. I'm Anthony Weiner, and we'll see you on the other side. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner, 77 WABC. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. Mad world. It is indeed. So let's go to the calls. We covered a lot of ground today. Uh, let's go to some calls. Let's start with Adam and Mineola. Go ahead, Adam. Thanks for joining us. How you doing today, Anthony Weiner? I'm well, Adam. Okay. Welcome back. Well, I just want to say, um, you know, Hunter Biden, that's that's what they had on him. That's that's all they're getting out of him. They can't get the water out of a, a dirt hole, okay? That's it. I mean, he's going to plead guilty, and that's it. About the Wagner group, sir, it's funny because uh, Trump said he was going to stop the war in Russia. I hope the Wagner group keeps going towards uh, Moscow and don't turn around. But we don't need no Trump to help do nothing but go to trial for the crimes that he's been accused of. 71 felonies, sir. 71. 34 in New York, 37 in Florida and counting. So that's all I wanted to say. I appreciate it, Adam. Thank you for calling us. Call us back again. Uh, next, let's go to Al in Yonkers. Hey, Al. Hello, Congressman. First off, I wanted to say uh, I'm sorry for your loss of your father. Thank you, pal. Sure. And I just wanted to say in regards to the situation in Russia, I'm sure President, uh, the Russian President Putin, with his intelligence background, knew that uh, a coup could occur and his guard was up. I mean, uh, recent Russian history shows you that this occurs we remember when Gorbachev had to be saved by Yeltsin and the Russian people. And in the 1960s, when uh, Khrushchev was warned by his uh, Armenian ally on the Politburo that Brezhnev was, uh, was plotting against him and he didn't listen to his ally. And before he knew it, he was in exile living in a, a village under basically house arrest. Yeah, I don't I don't think that that's wrong. And I appreciate your calling out. I mean, I don't think that's wrong. The only thing is, first of all, I would call this more like a mutiny. I don't think it's a real coup. It's that's the idea that it came from Bogosian, who was a critic, but also a, a close ally of of Putin. I think that's what the surprise is and how quickly it turned and also how relatively muted 
um, Putin's response was. I think at one point there were reports over the wire that he had left Moscow. Like, you know, I think – look, there have been all these stories. If I had a dime for every you know story I read in the New York Post, oh my god, look how swollen his fingers are. Maybe this isn't him or it's a fake guy. In fact, we maybe we should have known this all along. The fact is kind of like – uh, not someone who was against the war, but someone who said that there wasn't well planned and here's we need more armaments and everything else. And the fact that it came from a friend, again, I'm talking a little bit out of my butt. I don't really, you know, I'm not an expert, all, but the experts I've relied upon have really let me down. Um, so, you know, heck, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that we're going to know for a while. Uh, Nolan in the city. Go ahead, Nolan. Thank you, for taking, thank you for taking my call, uh, Anthony. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing, and I believe that you should have more than just one show a week on the radio. Uh, originally, I wanted to talk about what's happening in Ukraine and Russia and the reason why uh, I, I received on Facebook around 5 o'clock this morning disturbing video of what looked like either a missile attack or shelling or a bombing. It looked like in Kiev. I'm not 100% sure. I'm still trying to follow that up. But more importantly... More importantly to me, and it's not about Hunter Biden or anything else like that, is why is Sid Rosenberg angry with Greg Kelly? I'm not 100 percent sure. Thank you. I appreciate it because there's no politics I want to talk about more than ABC News, uh, uh, 77 WABC radio politics. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think the two of them were beefing about something. It's not uncommon. I'm relatively new to radio. I'm dying to have my first beef. I had it kind of a little beef with Frank Morano when he was lobbying outwardly that the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile be changed to the Frank Mobile, which I thought was outrageous. I have so few things that I have to my name. Um, but I'm not really sure what that beef is about. You know, yeah, who you have to ask that one of these days, call in and ask, ask Curtis. Curtis, he knows everything that's going on around here. Um, next let's go. Oh, Mario, Mario in Manhattan is on the line. Mario, thank you for waiting so long. That's no problem. First of all, we don't need no Trump to do no nothing. Where did he go to school with Hunter Biden? Maybe he's his twin brother, separated at birth or girth. Anyway, long story short, everyone's ignoring this other than me and Rudy Giuliani. And me. Well, maybe you mentioned this. Well, haven't you been listening, my man? My man, haven't you been listening? No, I'm talking about Hunter Biden, who at age 40, his father pulled strings to get him in the military to make Biden, Joe Biden, look more presidential. And he sold drugs. While he was in the military, which is a treasonable offense. Oh, 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 that story. Oh, that story. Yeah, that, that that one I'm not covering because that's 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 the that's half whack job story. That is not true. Um, next, let's go to Andrew and Stanhope. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, Adam, I would say to the caller, Adam, if he wants the war in Russia, go put on a uniform and fight. Or if you're too old, send your kid or grandkids to go fight in the war. And he said, we don't need no Trump. That's your fault that he, he speaks that way. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are, are you saying are you saying that unless you serve in the military, you don't get to, to talk about our U.S. foreign policy? Where did that come from? That's the same school of thought that says I can't yell at the Mets because I never played professional baseball. That's not the way it goes. You, Of course, you have every right to, to be to be critical or supportive or whatever it is. Just because you didn't go to, you know, didn't serve in the military like my late father did doesn't mean that I, I can't have a, a few opinions on that. Let's go to David in Brooklyn. Go ahead, David. Uh, just very briefly on what's happening with this political uh, upcoming political show trial of uh, Trump. 
You know, uh, anybody on the left who actually thinks this is a good idea, listen, you're going to be next on the radar of this new police state that's rising in Washington, D.C. Because I got to tell you, in surveillance states and police states, nobody is safe. Because back in the 60s and 70s, you have to remember with COINTELPRO that the FBI was doing that illegal surveillance and harassment of political dissidents. All those guys were on the left. Hey, David, David, let me ask you a serious question here. If he did what he's accused of doing, if he did. Um, then is this, a, this, is this a correct prosecution? I mean, I read four examples of, of regular people going to prison for long periods of time for that. Do you think if he's, if he did what he's accused of in the indictment, should he, should he be prosecuted? Well, the prosecution itself is airsots. It's spurious. Uh, but, but, basically but hold a, on, but answer my question. I heard you, your point, but answer my question. If he did what he's accused of doing, do you think he should be prosecuted? If he committed a crime, he should be prosecuted. But if an overzealous prosecutor, for political reasons, wants to draw up an indictment just simply to go after for somebody as a political vendetta, that is nauseating. I know, David. I would agree with you, David. I agree with that. But I, and I return to the idea the indictment is not a complicated one. I mean, I don't know if you've read it. I went over it on this show. It's 49 pages, but it's really it's not very dense. If he's done those things, then he did the same things that those 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 Americans that are in that are going to prison or in prison did. So you can say you don't like the prosecution, but it comes down to this, in my view. Maybe you disagree, but it comes down to the idea if he did those things, if he did those things, then should he be prosecuted? And I think most people would say yes. Then the only question becomes, well, how do we know? And it's called a trial. We don't have any other way. It's not radio host that decided. It's not, it's not, you know, we don't just kind of decide based on our whim. We have a trial. We, he, it's an adversarial trial. The prosecution puts up its witnesses. He puts up his witnesses. He has a bunch of fancy lawyers. It's in his home backyard in a conservative state of Florida. If he did those things, then I see no reason why those four people that I read you earlier should do prison time, but not him? Why? What's the rationale? And you say, well, they're going to come for you. They would come for me. Hell, heck, myself, let's say hell Christian. I said hell on the radio. Heck, yeah. They would, they would come for me. Just like they came for, just like they came for Kendra Kingsbury, 46 months, 18 U.S.C. 783 for keeping documents in his in her bathroom, just like they came for Robert Bertram, a U.S. Air Force lieutenant, three years for, him, for keeping documents in his office. In back in April, Jeremy Brown, a former U.S. special sources, seven years for bringing a report home and keeping it in his office. I mean, I get it. I get it. We don't want to have. One party coming after the other. We don't, I get it. Show trials. I get it. We have history. No, I get it. No, I don't totally get it. But the only way we have to suss this kind of thing out is to be good citizens, read the indictment. Some of the evidence is out there. The president, President Trump himself is not denying what's in the docket, what's in the indictment. He said it, he said it to, to Brett Baer this week. He said, I couldn't, I didn't have time. I was busy. Not to mention the fact that six of the documents were in his desk, nowhere near socks or shirts or whatever he was saying. No one is above the law. I know that's a cliche, but in the case where actual people have, look, and I want to tell you something, and, and I, I mean this, one of the things I think 
is that if no one had ever gone to prison for this, then I think people have a legitimate beef that, okay, you know, people don't go to jail for X. I went to, I went to prison that no one in the Southern District had ever been, had ever gone to, to prison for obscenity in the Southern District, like I, you know, as the only thing they were charged with. But in, in the case where you have literally in the last six months, I, but I, I didn't look hard. I just, I just, just went through Google and just looked for people with the same, with, with the same part of the law. All right, when we come back, we're going to do, we're going to do some more calls. I promise we take it all the way. And then at the top, at 3 o'clock, Curtis Lee was going to come in for left versus right. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. There's one slot left on the board. Elias will put you up there. Christian doing a great job on the board. Kevin keeping an eye on things. I really appreciate you participating in the show. I think it's starting to rain a little here in Midtown Manhattan. I hope it's sunny where you are. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner, 77 WABC. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. And welcome back to the middle. Am I on here, Fritzen? I'm having trouble hearing myself. That's one of the things that happens to experienced radio people. They start to lose their hearing. Uh, welcome back to the middle. That's Billy Bragg bringing us back in. Just if you're keeping score at home, I think we have like 20 slots up on the board. Um, not too many people want to talk about Hunter Biden. I think I might have finally worn down my Hunter Biden critics. I know that the people who don't like Hunter, they, they've been filling out my inbox. They think I'm, I should check with Chad how that's, how, how this, how this does in the polls, how the, whether I get better ratings when I talk about Hunter Biden or not. All right, let's go. Uh, first, let's go to Michael on the Upper East Side, speaking of Hunter Biden. You with us, Michael? And the, one of the last remaining Hunter Biden people has uh, dropped off the line. Uh, let's go to Danny in Queens. Go ahead, Danny. Hello, how are you? Danny, I'm doing well. How are you, brother? Yeah, good. Yeah, very good show. Okay. You just gave an example of four or five guys who went to jail regarding documents, right? Right. About 20 minutes ago? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to... Trump is also charged with the same number, same whatever... The number. same statute, yes. Mm-hmm. Statute, sorry. Thank mm-hmm. you. The big difference is, you are overlooking is, all those guys, maybe you find 400 more tomorrow by Googling, have one thing they can have is what Trump has. And do you know what that is, what Trump has? What's that? Okay, that's the Presidential Records Act. Now, you can't mix Espionage Act with the Presidential Records Act. He wasn't, two he, different he, wasn't, he wasn't charged with violations of the Presidential Records Act. Yeah, all Trump has to say is, I am protected under the Presidential da- Records Danny, Act. And Danny, that's it. 
Danny, are you with me? He wasn't yeah. charged under the Presidential Records Act. Yeah, yeah. So, so good, 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 good. So put in one in one basket, put the Presidential Records Act, and in the other basket, put the Espionage Act. Okay. So you- okay, Danny. Danny, whatever basket you want to have, he wasn't charged under the Presidential Records Act. He was charged with es- uh, under the Espionage Act. Under the Espionage Act. Nothing in the Presidential Records Act was he charged with. He was charged on the. He wasn't charged with with just just making a mistake in where he put a, a piece of paper. He was charged with how he handled classified documents of the highest order, which is covered under the Espionage Act. He violated if he is found guilty the Espionage Act. The four people I just quoted you are guilty under the Espionage Act. Even if he declassified, if he classified 500 different documents, the thing that he was charged with violations of the Espionage Act. So listen, all I'm saying is compare apples to apples. And here's the, here's the way I break it down. If one person was charged with what President Trump was charged, then he should be charged. If no one was, then I think then you have a reasonable argument to make. I do. I think that's a reasonable argument. Um, but I don't know. I mean, look, look. Some some people just think he shouldn't be charged at all because he's president. And if he's going to make the argument, one of the defenses, and I went through it last week, and I got a few compliments from from my Trump buddies last week. I went through every possible defense he could have, and one of them is that oh no, the I had I there were no classified documents in my possession because I declassified them, and therefore I'm no longer the the state secrets are no longer state secrets. It could be. I mean, it could be that that's what he's going to argue. The only problem is there's no evidence of it, and he himself says he didn't declassify them. So there's there's um, there's that problem. Let's go to David and Yonkers. David, welcome aboard. Hey, buddy. How are you, sir? I'm good. Um, honestly, I, I just don't understand how Trump is being on these charges, and yet Biden is not. What, 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 and Hunter Biden is not. Well, Hunter Biden didn't have any classified documents. But Joe Biden had plenty of classified He certainly documents. did, and, and he could wind up getting charged with this. That's a separate U.S. attorney that's looking into that. A, a separate a special prosecutor. Could be. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's two-tier justices. No, no, no. Same it's, tier. Same tier. Same tier. Same exact tier. They both had special prosecutors looking at their cases. The only difference is Joe Biden's hasn't reported back yet. Now. I think Joe Biden's should be done by now because his was a much simpler case. And here's the very biggest difference, David. If 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 Donald Trump and Bob Barr said this, which is Donald Trump's attorney general, if the moment they asked for the stuff back, he gave it back. We wouldn't have none of us would be having this conversation. And that's what Pence did. That's what Biden did. So um, so there's not two tiers. It's the exact same tier. If you, if the tier is a special prosecutor independent from the Justice Department gets to investigate it. As far as Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's a criminal today. So that's not a that's that's not a, a, a relevant comparison either. Let's go to Dan in New Jersey. Hey, Dan, go ahead. You know, you keep talking about Donald Trump. Should he be charged? Should he be charged? We live in the United States. You're innocent and proven guilty. Absolutely. The people that you uh, the four or five people that you found went to trial or cop the plea. So we're innocent and proved guilty. That's the way it is. 100%. And Joe, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Joe Biden dogged giving them permission to get uh, the do- documents he had at the University of Delaware. 
No, it was the University of Pennsylvania. I know he didn't. What do you mean talk about? It was his lawyers that that went to justice. It was his lawyers that turned them in. I think we lost him. By the way, I 100% agree. But last week, if you listened to, to the, the the episode last week, I did about the Trump the defenses to Trump's things. I said over and over again, innocent to proven guilty. That's I 100%. I did, should have said it today. That's 100% the case. He this he has every right to put up a defense. Go go listen to last week's episode. I go case by case. Uh, defense by defense. I even get into the Sox defense last week. Um, but he's absolutely. We have time for one final call, and the honor shall go to Dino in Queens. Hey, Dino, thank you for calling. Yeah. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing well, Dino. How are Hello. you? All right. I got a, I got a simple question for you. Well, it's I'm a, really pretty simple. I'm do a you, simple person, so you, you like got the right Donald, guy. You, yeah. Do you like? You're a weasel. You're a weasel. That's, That's not. Ask me a question. You you don't like Donald Trump. Period. That's not a question. You, I, I ask me if I ask me if I like Donald Trump. You I don't know why even John Catherine got you on the radio. I don't understand, Faldino. You say I've got one question for you, and you can't muster a question, and I'm the guy that shouldn't be on the radio. I got one question. You're a weasel. Now, if you put that in the form of a question, then we got something. You don't like Donald Trump. Now, if you put that in the form of a question, then Dino, you got something. You, I got one, I got one question, and then you don't muster a question. And then he says I shouldn't be on the radio. At least I can make a distinction between a between a question and an insult. Speaking about both questions and insults, coming up at three o'clock, Curtis Sliwa, left versus right. We're going to talk a little bit about how Eric Adams appears to have more conversations with God than he had with his police commissioner. We're also going to talk a little about what's going on in Russia. It changes by the moment. Um, and I realize that the entire description I had written, an entire like the, so much of what I had had in, in mind for the show. I wonder if it'll just if I'm able to get to it next week. So um, I really do appreciate all the calls. And you know the the thing, all kidding aside, that I do, I, I know this issue, the, the issue of these things of like law and order and everything else. I am a believer in our system. I don't believe it's perfect. I believe a great man once said. Our system of criminal justice and crime is the worst system in the world, except compared to every other one. And what we have here is an adversarial system where you get to hire lawyers. What we have here is the state is very, very powerful, and we should always be suspicious of it. That goes for the, just as much for the FBI as our neighborhood beat cop as the IRS as a special prosecutor. But I do have a confidence in the idea that we're smart enough as citizens That if we sit down and we read an indictment and we listen to the evidence and that a a jury of our peers hears this stuff, then they can separate out what's right and what's wrong. It's not always perfect. And believe me, when it comes to decisions and judgment by prosecutors, it gets even more touchy. We saw it here with Bragg. We see it with this special prosecutor. We see it with Smith prosecuting Trump. We see it with the prosecutor, Republican prosecutor prosecuting Hunter Biden. There's no good way to do these things, no perfect way to do them. And I think what we can say is that what we can hope for is that, you know, that we assume good faith, good faith on the part of these people that work for the government, that hold a badge, good faith on the part of people that get to make these decisions. It's not always the case. But I do believe that at the end of the day, um, if we let this system play out, no one is above the law. That was true for me. And I served I served 18 months and five days in prison. Wasn't happy about it. 
At the top of the hour, Curtis Sliwa, left versus right. So great to have you along here on the middle. If you missed any of this, it'll be available as a podcast in just about an hour or so.